0: welcome we are here for episode two of control alt deplete i am buck blind on the left side of the screen over to the uh, right side we have mr bioshock over there how's it going bioshock how are you today good
1: doing good how are you
0: good good got some stuff down around the house before we get started this so i can finally do my dishes in my sink once again (laughs) so that's a plus um (laughs) Yeah, let's uh, go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, so we'll start off with the news. Um, that first little point there. Uh, they announced all the tier set bonuses. Uh, we are going to be going over those a little bit in depth here later on. Uh, Bioshock did a lot of work getting a tier list together, so we're going to go over that. And he's going to take us through that. Um, and then... Cool. Uh, yep, so that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and then they announced the... Uh, version for Dragonflight, the version of the Creation Catalyst, which is going to be called the Inspiration Catalyst. Um, And that will unlock six weeks after the Mythic Raid opens up. Which is, I believe, December 12th, if I remember the date correctly. So six weeks after that, uh, we're going to have the Inspiration Catalyst, which is where you can take your pieces of gear that you've gotten and turn them into tier pieces. Now, I know there's a lot of people that are not happy that it's going to be unlocked six weeks. What's your thoughts on that?
1: I honestly don't mind. I think it gives players something to do once it comes out. If it's out right away, people will get burnt oh. out because they like get everything done right away.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of the arguments I've seen about it were mainly based off of like people who don't do raid. Because um, um. if you don't raid you have to wait six weeks unless you just get lucky. Uh, The Great Vault, you have to wait six weeks to get tier. Um, Because I remember that was kind of a frustration at the start of Season 3 was how long it took us to get our tier, our four set. Um, And realistically, if they wait till six weeks, you have to wait ten weeks before you can get your four set, essentially. Um, So I think a lot of people would like to see it like maybe the second or third week, perhaps. Um, I personally think second week would be good uh, because then you could pretty much guarantee yourself one piece of tier each week because even then you know, for people who aren't raiding and even if you get unlucky during raiding then you can have your full four piece tier set five weeks into the end of the season and be able to actually use it which I think would be a lot of fun Um, I think the other issue is so like the way that I've looked at it I think Blizzard looks at it somehow as it's a catch-up mechanic. But it really isn't a catch-up mechanic except for on alts. That's about it. Um, as far as your mains, like it's not a catch-up mechanic at all. But that's how they look at it. Um, I think what it is, what, the way that the players are looking at the, the creation catalyst is that it's more of a bad luck protection. At least that's how I look at it. I, I view it more as it should be a bad luck protection. So if you don't get any tier from doing raid or your vault then you can guarantee yourself one piece per week Yeah. Um, you know honestly if they made it to where if you get a piece of tier from either raid or from your vault then you can't use it that week I'd be fine with that Yeah. Um, I, I, I just I think for me I like it I like to have it available as bad luck protection essentially um, alright so moving on to the next point what's the that next part there
1: scouting board for
0: alts that one Yep, I have
1: uh, no idea what that is.
0: <laughs> so that is actually something I discovered in uh, a couple days before they said anything about it. That was um, so back in Legion and BFA, uh, in, in Legion, once you uh, went through and leveled, I don't, I don't remember if it was. I think you could do it right away. You could level it. You could choose any of the four zones there to go and start your leveling in. And you could go anywhere there was no linear path you could choose any of the four zones but you would have your scouting board in your class hall and when you're in your class call you would choose one of the four zones and you'd go and level that uh, bfa similar thing one of your three zones on your faction side you would go to your uh, mission board your scouting board and be able to pick one of those three zones and then that's where you did your questing for shadowlands you can pick which zone you want to do if you take the Threads of Fate, um, but it doesn't really actually like you don't follow the quest line. Once you choose Threads of Fate, you no longer follow the campaign storyline. The campaign right. storyline in BFA or in Shadowlands is a strictly linear. You go to Bastion, then you go to um, Maldraxxus. Yes, Maldraxxus. Thank you. Uh, and then you go to Ardenweld and then you go to Revendreth, and you have to follow that path yeah. every time. What they're doing yeah. with this is basically kind of going back to the Legion version, is what I would say. Um, you, you so once you you still have to follow the storyline, the linear path of going through, uh, wake, uh, yeah, waking shores, and then, oh, the O N R, plains, whatever it's called, and then you go to the Zer, uh, Ezer, what's it called? Bed. Yes, Azeroth Span, and then you go to Val Drax, Val Draxon. Or I, th- I, I my brain's not working right now, but yes, you go through that linear path um, the very first time. But then on any alts, you can then pick which zone you want to go to first. So if you, you know, don't want to do the quest in Waking Chores, you can go start somewhere else. Um, the other thing is that whenever you have your main, when you, when you hit, after you unlock world quests on your main which happens through part of the valdrakson storyline i believe at the very end of it once you've unlocked world quests on that then all of your alts have world quests unlocked right away so there are world quests available uh, for you to use while you're leveling to get a little bit extra experience however it doesn't some people compared it to, like, Threads of Fate and called it, oh, it's a th- new Threads of Fate system. It's not like Threads of Fate at all. Because Threads of Fate gave you a bunch of bonus objectives and a progression bar that, once you filled it up, gave you a boatload of experience. Uh, right. That is not there yet. Now, maybe they're going to add that. I don't know. But as of right now, all this does is just allow for non-linear questing. And then you can also do world quests. But that was there. That The world quests are going to be there whether you... Decide to go a different zone or not. Um, But it's just like three or four quests in. Um, When you go to the the Waking Shore. You do the very first like three little quests. Where you kill the Proto-Drakes. And then once you talk to. um, What's his name? I can't think of his name. The Black Dragonflight leader guy. Rathion? Yes, Rathion. Once you talk to him. Then they give you a quick quest. To choose a zone to level in. Um, and oh, you can, choo- okay, you can cool. choose the right. Re- you can choose the regular zone like, and follow the same path. You can go to anyone. Um, also, you can choose one of the other zones and then just go ahead and do the Waking Shore anyway. Uh, it doesn't really matter because the quests will be there regardless. Um, it's just kind of that quest is really just there more to kind of lead you into the other huh. zones if you want and let you know that that's an option. Um, again, they may change it. They may add something more closer to Threads of Fate to where you get the bonus objectives. I would love to see it. Because right now, it's not going to be any faster to level by doing that. It's just a different path, essentially.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Alright, you want to g- go through the uh, affixes that we have for this week?
1: Yes. So, this so week we have Fortified, Raging, Explosive, and Shrouded. Fortified, it's... Raging combos can be kind of crazy, eh?
0: Uh, it can be a little difficult just at the very end. It's not too bad. I, I don't really mind raging as a tank. Um, an expo- an ex- What's
1: explosive? Is that the one of the orbs that you try to kill? Yes, yep. That is that was
0: uh, easy. mine, where I'm the explosive master that I took from Tech. See? hot Tech. I mentioned you. You're welcome. Uh, tech was... Uh, tech Techno would do our explosives uh, back in the day and was... Always phenomenal at them, but uh, I think I think I've taken the crown now because I've just gotten a lot better than I was at getting them in the past. <laughs> uh, but no, I think it's a it's a good push week in my opinion. Uh, yeah, for, fortified, raging, and explosive is really a good combination. Uh, explosive is, isn't the best affix, like, but it's it's not bad. Enraging again, raging really doesn't affect the DPS. Uh, it's more of just a tank mechanic with a little bit of healing mechanic cuz you kind of got to, you know, just pay attention to it when the mobs start to die, but it's not too. Can bad. you can you purge off the enrage? Um you can't purge it, but if you like like I can't on my demon hunter, but uh trank, like, trank can, like, yeah, trank, trank shot. It, right? Yes, yeah, trank shot, uh the rogue ability and soothe for the druids will take that enrage effect off. Um, oh, okay. the only the only issue is like it's hard to really make it be useful unless i, I because most of the time once the mobs are down to 30 percent health they're going to die pretty quickly um so you might be able to get one or two off um typically it's best if there is a large health mob in the group save it for that one because that's the one's going to last the longest under 30 percent yeah um but yeah I, I know i typically when i was when i was playing on my druid i would be trying to soothe stuff and i'd be able to get one off and by the time the cooldown was over all the others were dead anyway so it didn't yeah. do it too much but it is helpful um and then what about the next part there so, the wide pvp catch-up gear so have you read up on that at all you heard about that? i have all yet?
1: not I've, I've never heard that okay yet. so
0: basically what this is this is in retail um, oh, okay. I know this. So you know how we have, you know, they've had the anima. You can transfer anima over. You can buy. Uh, I guess a better example is how you can buy mythic plus gear at like two twenty or something or the two hundred, and you send the token over to your alts from your main. If you have a bunch of valor, I think it's, bit with, yeah. va- it's with valor for that. If you have a bunch of valor, you can spend your valor and send uh, mythic plus gear like level two twenty. Over to your alts. They've added that in for the PvP vendor. Um, uh, it is that should have gone into effect yesterday or the day before. I think it's Tuesday with reset. Tuesday, um, yeah. Now it gives two level 275 unranked PvP gear, um, and you have to have it's it purchased with conquest, and you have to have a the character that you're purchasing on has to have a 1400 or higher rating on any PvP bracket.
1: Oh, that's super easy.
0: Yeah, so, but yeah, it's buying on account. It's just a token. So you're not, like, buying a specific piece of gear. It doesn't tell you. You know, you don't know what it's going yeah. it to turn um, to. It's just yeah. a little chest. And then you send it to your alt. Your alt opens it up, and you get a random piece of PvP gear, item level 275. So that's nice for them to put in there. Um, again, late in the season. We've only got about another couple months before, probably less than that, probably about six weeks left of the season. So then we'll have the uh, in-between... Um, all right, so next we got Winds of Wisdom. The buff is
1: now live. And yes, if it is. You don't know what that is? It's a fifty percent increase experience gain on leveling from one to fifty, right? Well, ten to fifty. As 1... We found out. Oh, oh yeah, Here, 10, and it's—I yeah, believe it
0: is to sixty. I believe it's ten to sixty. Ten uh, to should, 60 to okay. Yeah, it should. It should cover the Shadowlands stuff as well. But yeah, um, now the buff. I don't, I don't think it is an effect for level 1 to 10. I know when we were leveling up yesterday, uh, it didn't show up until... For, for Techno, it didn't show up for him until he was level 10. Uh, we both started at level 10, so I don't know. But I, I think it might be that it starts at level 10. I don't know why it would wait till level 10, but it is what it is. Yeah. Alright, and then... So, the other bit of news is... We did... Uh, get the info information from Wildhead as mined. The Thundering Affix, which is supposed to be the, supposedly going to be the Season 1 Seasonal Affix. Uh, so that'll take go into effect when you're doing a plus 10 or higher. Um, it's it's kind of, no one really knows exactly what it does. All we have is what the tooltip says, um, which the tooltip says that while in combat, players are periodically caught in Raz- Razageth's unending storm. As the storm passes, players discharge excess energy that can damage and stun allies. So, they were saying that it kind of compares to um, Prideful and uh, Quaking, like those two combined. I don't know how it compares to Prideful. I don't understand that comparison, honestly. Uh, I don't see anything in there that makes me think of Prideful, but it doesn't really, the tooltip doesn't say what the buff is anything along those lines it just says that while you're in combat you're caught in a storm uh, and then you can discharge enemy that will or energy that's gonna damage and stun allies so that's where the quaking part comes in you might end up stunning allies I'm guessing you'll have to spread out kind of like you do during quaking um, yep. but other than that I don't I don't know you know what else it, it does uh, this is just a data mine tool tip that's about it right um, Andy, okay. what are your thoughts on that? Like, I mean, I know it's not a lot of information, obviously, uh, but I mean, what what do you think about having something similar to Quaking in there all the time? That sounds a little annoying, to be honest. Yes, I agree. Um, I don't think I don't think Quaking is anybody's favorite affix. It's not the worst, but I don't think it's anybody's favorite. It's I think the
1: fact that you can stun your allies is kind of kind of kind of. Socks as well.
0: Yeah, I. So are like,
1: running melee heavy, and be punished.
0: Right, and I—that's kind of where I like I like the affixes where you're fighting something, and it gives you mechanics to fight against, not just random mechanics that are just gonna punish you the whole time. Like I, I don't like—I don't like that. I want to fight something where okay, you have a couple mechanics, but you're just gonna gain a big buff. Uh, yeah. This seems like it's something that. If you're in combat, it's going to be happening. Again, I don't know what the positive side is because it hasn't said anything. Uh, we don't know what if there's any kind of a buff or anything like that that we're going to get. All we know is that it says it's going to you're going to do damage and stun allies. Yeah. So that's a little weird. Uh, but moving on, uh, I know you've got some thoughts on this. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and take that next one. Season 1 Mythic
1: Plus mount. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. um, So many things wrong with it. We'll start off by saying. It doesn't fly. Yep. In this faction called Dragon Flight. Where everyone else is getting flying mount. You're getting a land mount. And. The look of it is not so bad. For a land mount. Yeah, yeah, but it runs terrible. Yes,
0: the uh, animation
1: it's... for its running is just—it's just awesome. Just awesome.
0: Awful. Awful. So, to describe the way that it runs, like most four-legged mounts, they move like you know one one foot like that, going like that. This thing just goes both paws at the same time. Back paws come forward. It looks really weird. It works looks really derpy. Um, and and by the way, the mount is called the Hailstorm armor in um art wise like it looks fine it looks okay i don't mind i don't mind how it graphically looks the running animation is really derpy it looks really weird i really hope they change that a little bit um but no the main point i think that that people are really really mad about is kind of like you said for pvp you get a uh customization for dragon riding mounts that looks yep. really awesome. Um, for raiding, you get a. Uh, if, for completing the raid, killing it on probably Heroic, I guess, I think is what it is. Maybe Myth I'm probably, not Sure, yeah. They're, they might have different skins for each one. But, but when you kill it, when you when you clear the boss of your AOTC, you get a mount for. Or a. a not a mount, but a, a customization skin for your. Again, for your dragon writings that makes your dragon look just like Razageth. So both of those give you rewards that essentially give you a different looking mount that you can fly and use with dragon riding. But then Mythic yeah. Plus is just getting a ground mount. It can't fly at all. It's just a ground mount. It has nothing to do with dragon riding. Um I just I it it kind of feels weird. I, I think so from a player perspective, the way that most people are looking at it is PvP and rating raiders are getting PVPers and raiders are getting this amazing looking customization for dragon riding, And we're just getting a ground mount for mythic plus, which just seems weird. Um, Yeah. I think blizzard is, is probably in their mind. They are probably thinking that they're doing us a favor because they're going, Oh, well PVPers and raiders don't get actual mounts. They just get ways to ride a different looking, dragon riding which at the end of the day what are mounts if not just skins like they're all mounts they all do the same thing they're just they all look yeah. different so essentially you're getting a do you're getting a new mount but i think the way that blizzard is looking at it and trying going to try to justify it is that oh well they're not even getting mounts they're just getting skins for their current mounts that they already have um so you're actually getting a an actual mount that they yeah. won't get okay but again it's it's a ground mount, and it's dragon riding, and it doesn't feel like we're getting something special. It feels like we're getting short, short-ended short there. Like, they're, they're they're giving PvPers and Raiders cool stuff, and like, oh, yeah, well, uh, sorry, we already blew all of our Christmas money. Here's the leftover present for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people are not happy about it. I haven't seen anything yet as to if Blizzard's going to change it I know with the Season 4 mount for Mythic Plus Keystone Master, mm. uh, originally the coloring was really terrible, really similar to, uh, I think, the Season 2 mount. I think it was really similar to the Season 2 mount. And everyone complained, and Blizzard said, all right, we'll recolor it. Yeah. This mount doesn't need a recolor. It needs a completely different thing. Um, oh, so entirely, I, I, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know if they'll do that. Um, I, I think we're going to be stuck with this mount. I've heard a couple people question that maybe it's a placeholder, but I don't. I don't think that's the case. Um, I don't see any reason why they would put a placeholder in there when they've already, you know, released what the mounts are going to be for PvP and raiding. I don't know why they would put a placeholder and try to keep Mythic Plus a secret. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, it kind of feels like we're getting the short end of the stick there, um, which also brings us to the next uh, next point there. Um, so our, our last bit of news here <laughs> is that uh, they have da- is data mine. But the Mythic Plus currently, um, which again, we haven't seen any Mythic Plus testing. Hopefully we'll start that here in a couple weeks. But they're, what they are seeing right now from the data mine appears to be that Mythic Plus loot uh, is going to scale all the way up to a plus 18. Now, while that at first sounds like, oh, okay, cool, we'll get our gear at 15, and then doing a 16 or a 17 or 18 will give us even better gear. No, that's that's not the case. Um, so uh, they're just they're just increasing the Keystone requirement to get the same level of type of gear that we get now at a 15. Um, so again, like. What the equivalent wow. of what we would have gotten at a 15 Last, in, in Shadowlands, we'll have to do an 18 to get that same level of gear. Now, uh,
1: do you think that the Kisho Mash rogue 18s now then?
0: Um, I would not be surprised if it does. Um, now, yeah. what I am hoping for is that they're doing, <clears throat> excuse me, what i'm hoping for is that they're the data mining information is a little bit off maybe um, because and that they're actually doing what everyone wants them to do because right now the biggest issue for people who just do mythic plus is that if you raid you can get you know way better gear than you can if you do mythic plus no matter what you do in mythic plus there are pieces of gear lots of pieces of gear that are anywhere from Six to twelve item levels higher than in, in raid than anything you can get in Mythic Plus. Um, and yeah. I, I, this has been something I've said for a lot, and I've said it a lot, and I know you, you all kind of know my opinion on this. It feels like, like Blizzard views Mythic Plus as a stepping stone and a, just a just a way to gear for raid, they don't view it as something like, like how you and I are. We don't like, especially through Shadowlands. Yeah, we raided the very first season, but we haven't really touched raid since then. We don't. We just yeah. don't have time to raid. We don't want to raid necessarily, but we love doing Mythic Plus, Plus. and it, it's frustrating that you can't get the end game gear by doing anything other than raiding. Um, and I would be completely fine if they said, okay, you have to complete a plus twenty and then you can get the same level as the high-end raiding gear. Because that's that's fine to me. I have no problem with that. They want to increase the difficulty. That's what we thought they were going to do. Um, and instead, they're just increasing the difficulty, but not increasing the, the item level for the gear. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of, again, it kind of, kind of like with the mount, it feels like they're just kind of like, oh yeah, Mythic Plus. Uh, they ca-. It feels like they view Mythic Plus as the red-headed stepchild. Um, and I know that they probably aren't viewing it that way. They probably, in their minds, they're just viewing it as Mythic Plus is not an endgame content. It is a pre-raid, gear-up-for-raid content. That's what they're probably viewing it as. Yeah. Um, but I think a large portion of the community looks at Mythic Plus as... This is the end game content. Just it's just another another facet of it. Like you have your PvP, you have your Mythic Plus, and you have your Raid. Those are three separate v- things of end game content. And in yep. my opinion, I, I don't. You could speak more to the PvP rewards. I don't know what PvP rewards cap out at. Um, well, actually, in
1: next expansion, there's gonna be no upgrading for PvP gear. Once you get it, it's gonna be the highest I'm gonna look to be. Interesting. Um, so i I don't know what exactly that'll mean so i know that for working with pve it won't matter very much because like for example on the beta the pvp gear is 366 but in pvp it's 411
0: yeah so you don't have to to worry about
1: people yeah you don't have to worry about people getting like pvp gear like wow there's my rating gear like it's not going to be that way
0: yeah well, so that's the thing. That's kind of what my point was. Was I know right now it's like three sixty six is what the gear works as in PVE, and it's like four eleven I think for PvP. Yes. Um, I think that should be because I know the raid, uh, the the in the final bosses in the raid on Mythic level are going to give four twenty one. I think that Mythic Plus and PvP should both have paths to where your gear can be four twenty one. Um, Now in pvp it sounds like with the way they're doing it your gear is going to get maxed out anyway so yeah item level it'll be more about skill level which is to me i think that's a good thing i think it should be about skill level yeah Um, uh it it does you know mean that i can never go and grab for all 421 gear and be able to actually win pvp uh, (laughs) against somebody who only has 380 gear because that won't happen um no, I think in world PvP, I don't think it's gonna work like that in World PvP. It's still gonna probably be your PvE gear, right? For what? Like in, in world PvP? So like you if you just out me. if you're just out in the open world and you've got PvP gear on like just like you just have hormone on, you come across a member of the opposite faction, I don't know that that gear is suddenly gonna to scale to well, four eleven. It, right? it does. If you're if you're in PvP mode, it automatically scales. Okay, so if you have war mode on, then it, it will? Yes.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. Huh, that is interesting. Um, yeah, yeah I, wasn't, I wasn't sure how they were going to do that. That makes sense, though. Uh, that kind of is a nice bonus for war mode also. That kind of makes you know makes it a little easier. Because yep. if it counts against when you're fighting just NPC mobs, you know, doing world quests and whatever, and it scales up to that... That'll make that a lot easier right off the bat if you have war mode on. Then, yeah. So that's interesting. That could actually that could actually help them bring some people back into having war mode on more often. So I think that's a yep. plus for PVPers. Um, I and I know this isn't on our news topic, but I will say, and I I wish that they would give some better rewards for having war mode on. I personally still probably not going to do it uh, because I don't I don't PVP. But I think one of the things that a lot of people have had issues with the game is war- world PvP just isn't doesn't happen as often as they would like it. Uh, so having incentives to get people to turn war mode on more often would be excellent, and I think it's something they need to do. Uh, yeah, I think the current incentives aren't very good. The ten percent XP well, once you're max level, you don't get that, and then the increase in gold and reputation. I think I think reputation increases a little bit. I'm not sure. That's just not worth it. I mean, it's to me, um, it's not very much of an increase. I think it's like a ten percent increase at best. I think honestly they should up that. Like especially reputation increases. I think reputation increases. They could, if war mode is on, they should have that be like a forty percent up up you know increase in reputation. Excuse me, or something like that. yeah, or just...
1: like get more gold from quests.
0: Or... Yeah, and just just something. You need something to make it worth its while. Because right now, if you are a, uh, if you're on a faction on a server where your faction is only 10, 20% of the population on that server, you're not turning war mode on unless you have a really good incentive to have it, or unless you just are perfectly fine with getting killed over and over again. Uh, but that typically isn't how it works. Typically if, if, you know, it's a, and there's lots of, of servers out there where the factions are very imbalanced typically imbalanced towards the horde where they have way more and the alliance has way less Um, there are some servers where it's the opposite but again like if uh, if you're in that small amount you don't turn your war mode on really Uh, but you know I would love to see uh, like PvPers and mythic plus and raid all have the same end game gear and have their own paths to get to it and I totally have no issue if they want to slow down the gear for mythic plus because of that um to make it more in line with raiding or whatever i think the big problem and that blizzard has with doing anything like that is essentially uh making th- the fact that mythic plus can be used to gear towards raid um, like i get i get that that Raiders obviously are going to use Mythic Plus to gear towards Raid. However, I don't like how they have it set up, and I don't don't think we should be penalized because of that. it feels like that's what happens, that we get penalized and can't ever get as good of gear as we should be able to get. Um, Even if, you know what, like, let's say... Let's say they have the 15, 16, 17, 18, and then 19 and 20 tier. And let's say... 15 gives the 48. So, so just for just for uh, some reference here uh, mythic the the bottom um, or the max level mythic gear I think it's like 424 I believe or 427 I'm not 100% sure on that uh, so the max the, the final few bosses in raid are going to give like 424 or 427 item level whereas the highest item level you can get from doing mythic plus is 418 so you've got a full t- almost 10 item levels higher you can get from raid. So, yeah it depends
1: on, depends on the boss i'm looking look at the mythic right now and it's dropping three it's dropping 415 then yep. later drops 421 and yeah. the last two bosses drop 424
0: Yes, yeah, so the first four, I believe, are the 415, and then there's three that give, or three or two, that give 421, and then the last two give the 424. I believe yeah. also those last couple of bosses have a, like, each each boss has one item that is a higher item level than its tier, and I think the last two bosses have stuff that are, like, 427 or 420, 430 or something like that. Oh, um, uh, no, what? Maybe 430. For like In the, what, though? the last two bosses I'm not sure what exactly the, the loot was. It's, it's 424 Well no I'm saying they, they have like one piece of loot that drops from each, each oh. boss that is a higher item level than, than, than the 430. rest of them Okay
1: uh, The last boss is
0: just 424 The second last boss dropped up 430 rank Okay so yeah there, might, there probably will be something else they probably haven't uh, decided on it yet um, Yeah or maybe they're keeping a secret there's, there's also actually no no I know what it is Um, those are not the last bosses, uh, the, the very last boss, um, actually, I don't know. They might have them in the dungeon. I don't know if they have the last boss in the dungeon journal or not. I know they said they're not doing any testing on the very last boss. So they're going to be going in blind. Um, yeah. So that I don't know. They may not have that in the dungeon journal. I don't have it pull up on me right now. Um, but no, I think what they should do to make it kind of more on par would be have it go to, to go to a level 20 be your your maximum reward. And then at level 20, you get that same as that you get 424 gear on your weekly vault if you complete a 20 or higher. And if they are concerned about that being used too much to get good gear for raid, okay, cap out your mythic plus weekly vault loot at a 15 for the first 3 4 weeks. And then after four weeks, cool. Then we can start getting the four twenty, 420, the four twenty four gear. Um, yeah. I just I feel like at the end of the season, when the season ends, you if you have been doing Mythic Plus at a high level, you should be able to be just as geared as people who have been doing Mythic Raid. Yeah. Um, and again, if with PvP, I would feel the same way. Again, with with the new system, I don't know that it matters because you're all going to have the same item level anyway. Um, but if if they were allowing item level changes by the end of the season, you should be able to be geared out in full four twenty four gear, You know, just yeah. like raiders I do not I f I don't I don't like how they always look at Mythic Plus and PvPers as less than raiders. I yeah. think that's that's the issue I've always had for the last few years, is it feels like they look down on anybody that's not raiding and um, they, they wanna make raiding Rating is the ultimate pinnacle and achievement it's just not true though like yeah like there people don't have time to do raiding every week you know they may want to but they don't have time but mythic plus listen i'll I'll sit here all day long and say that the the guys that are doing mythic plus 30s that takes way more skill than than clearing mythic raid like it just does yeah. You know, timing, timing, the highest, you know, great push. You know, we just saw, they just had the great push a couple of weeks ago. I think somebody, I think they did like 33s, 34s. I'm not exactly sure what, how high they got, but like that takes more talent and skill because if a single person screws up at all, you're not timing the key. If you have a single yeah. death, you're not timing the key. And even in Mythic Raid, outside of the first couple of weeks, when you have the race to world first, you have a death, you can recover. If you make a mistake, you can recover. It's not as as punishing. Um, so, yeah, I, just, I feel like the Raiders have always gotten more love from Blizzard than, than the rest of the player base, which is funny, because, I mean, they're showing more love to that, but there's only, like, 1%, maybe 2% of players that are actually going to clear Mythic Raid anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, so moving on, I know we went a little long on that, but uh, moving on, the next part here is um, Wildhead released an article on uh, things to do before Dragonflight. Um, and all this really is, is just a list of different things that are going away or are going to become much more difficult to get whenever pre-patch or the uh, season launches. So the pre-patch, we don't know yet. When the pre patch is going to be, um, I think you are saying end of October, yeah. I mean, it's possible, <laughs> it's, seems a little seems a little soon, but it really I think does that's the idea, yeah. No, I, th- I think pre patch is supposed to be three to four weeks before launch, which yeah. would place it late October, early November, um, so relatively pretty so, soon. Here. So, with, with the pre patch, um, season four ends for PvP. Um, so the elite PVP sets, you can no longer obtain those after the season four is over. Obviously, yeah. uh, the, uh, the achievement that comes along with that. You can't get that as well. Um, the gladiator mountain title, those are going away after season four. So you have until pre-patch to get those, uh, mythic plus same thing you have until the pre-patch to get your, uh, keystone master, and get your mount and title for that. Um, the teleport and keystone hero achievements, which are the ones for completing plus 20s, those achievements are going away on the pre-patch. Um, the teleports, they do make a note, the blizzard says that says the teleports are going away with pre-patch. However, historically... Uh, those have been available until launch so that you could since because they still let you do Mythic Plus dungeons during the pre patch, um, you just don't yeah. get achievements and stuff for it. So, uh, they're thinking that the port, the actual teleports will probably still um, work and be there. Um, and then let's see, so f- with the actual launch of Dragonflight, the faded raids are going away. Uh, obviously, it makes sense. Um, so you will not be able to get the, uh, the Jigglesworth senior mount, which is the, the slime cat. Um, so there are that's some cool groups, deal. there are some groups I know. Iconic, um, their guild that's on, uh, I believe Illidan Ser- I'm not sure what server they're on. I want to say Illidan. I could be wrong though, but I know the guild Iconic they're doing some, uh, friendship runs where they're carrying people and helping them get their, uh, their mounts and the title for the faded raids. Um, perk, uh, uh oh what's it called i think it's i think it's perky pugs i want to say um their discord channel look them up they, they usually do a lot of friendship runs that'll help get people to mounts that doesn't cost any gold they're just you sign up for it you show up and then they help you do the run um but those are all going away uh the titles for the heroic and mythic faded fates of the shadowland raids those are going away uh, the teleports are going away um, if you don't get the reward, or at least the reward for the teleports are going away. I think if you get it, you'll probably still have it, not sure. Um, the Veil Strider title, Back from the Beyond, that one is going to be going away. Uh, that's the uh, Shadowlands meta mount, meta achievement, which gives you the Veil title along with. Um, I don't think it gives a mount, actually. It just gives you that. Uh, they do have a guide called Back from Beyond, Veil Strider Guide, so if you want to know. I am actually look at that later. If you want to know what achievements you need to get that, it's all listed there. Um, the Heroic Jailer mount is... Do, do, do. Uh, let's see. It'll
1: probably go from a guaranteed drop to a 1%. Yeah, that's
0: so what I'm looking at now. It is... That's the ahead of the curve. Um, uh, let's see. So you can still get the mount. I'm not sure if this is going away. I'm trying to see here. There are groups, uh, again, like Perky Pugs and stuff, that will be helping you get those mounts. Uh, again, look into those if you're interested in other Discord uh, server. Um, I'm trying to see. It, it looks like they're just removing that mount, but my guess is it is going to become like a 1% drop. Um, yeah typically how those work um, so yeah it's probably still going to be there it's just going to be a little more difficult um although that's the yeah. one spe- that mount is for ahead of the curve so actually that mount may not be achieved you may not be able to get that mount because it is specifically for ahead of the curve it's not just for killing the jailer um the mythic mount probably will become very uh low chance to get um the other thing the wandering ancient Um, most likely you have uh, most likely everyone that is going to get this has already gotten this. However, the Wondering Ancient mount is a mount that you get only if you have logged in during Shadowlands. That's whenever you log in for the first time. Um, So if you haven't gotten Shadowlands and you want the mount, buy Shadowlands and log in and you'll get the mount. But that will not be available once launch happens for Dragonflight. Um, Although it's not been confirmed by Blizzard, but that's What they're guessing is that it's going to go away. Uh, Then the We Are All Made of Stars achievements, which are, I believe, just for the faded ones for this season. Um, They're heroic and mythic versions of that achievement. Those are going to be going away uh, at the launch. Um, Now, they recommend... Wildhead recommends completing it before the pre-patch because uh, those bosses will be a lot harder... once the uh, pre-patch goes because it'll be faded every week Uh, so they recommend doing it before pre-patch when it's not on a faded week Um, now here are the ones that are still obtainable but harder to complete Um, the Mythic Sylvanas mount, the Vengeance Reigns that was currently 100% drop rate, Uh, that is going to drop down to a 1% roughly drop rate Um, and most likely will only drop one uh, per kill so if yeah. you're in a group with 20 people, only one person is going to be allowed to get it. Uh, that's what's happened with most of the other ones. That's probably what's happened there. Same thing with the mythic jailer mounts, uh, fractal cipher of the zeroth overseer. Again, it's currently 100% chance going to drop to about a 1% chance. Um, and then the Shadowlands campaigns, if you haven't done those, um, you can knock those out now. Uh, it's not so much about getting the campaigns; those are probably still going to be available. Um, but the getting the different rewards and stuff for them, you want to try to knock as much of that out now. Um, they should still be available. Some of them might go away, uh, but most of the rewards are probably still going to be available. But it might be good time to go and get those knocked out. Uh, the Shadow, uh, the Glory of the Shadowland here, at heroic or Glory of the Shadowlands Hero, Glory of Nathan Raider, all the glory of uh, the raid and the dungeon achievements, you want to try and knock those out now because those will become a lot harder because a lot of those require more than one person. And once Dragonflight comes out, it's going to be a lot harder to find people to do those with you. Uh, if you have some friends that will help you, not so bad. Again, it's something that you can still do, but it'll just be harder. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dungeon achievements, same thing. They're going to be a little bit harder to do just because there'll be less people doing them. Um,
1: um, raid content, uh,
0: same thing. Mage tower. Um, so yeah, basically they're recommending go ahead and try to do the mage tower now if you're wanting that stuff because it's still going to be there, but they not sh- they're not they not sure how much harder or easier it will be with when, when Dragonflight comes out. Um, I think it'll probably year, uh, I think it'll be about the scaled. same. What?
1: All of your scale scaled for Mage Tower, so it should be the same.
0: Well, they're talking about the talent system and everything, like the oh, change right. with that. because um, you're, I, I personally think it should be easier. Uh, because oh, I think so. right now when you do Mage Tower, you don't get your any of your legendary abilities. You don't get your, do you get your tier set bonus? No. Yeah, so you don't get a lot of things that you're gonna have. Um with the new talent system, but that's kind of why they're saying they're not sure how it's all going to work. My, my hope would be that they would just, whatever talents you have selected, you have those abilities available in there. Yeah. Uh, That's probably how it's going to work. But yes, those are all the things. Um, Leveling. Honestly, the pre-patch is a great, or or the pre-patch and then the, uh, the current buff, no better time to level up alts, get them caught up. So you have a 50% buff from the winds of wisdom this week is dark moon fair go do the dark moon fair quest buy the stuff off auction house whatever you got to do ride the roller coaster i don't care get your 10% buff from that get your 50% buff from winds of wisdom get your 10% buff from the flat or for the, the experience potions if you have any of the insignias uh, left over from bfa go buy yourself the potions uh and then war mode get your 10 or 15% if your alliance Level up your alts. You will never be able to level up faster until the end of Dragonflight. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Allied race arm uh, heritage armor. They recommend working on those during this time because it's easy to quickly lock uh, or level up. Um. Let's see. It's about it. I think the rest of the stuff they're talking about some classic stuff, which I'm not really concerned too much about that. All right, so. Those are the things to do. If you want to go check it out, look at the Wowhead website, look up just you know what to do before Dragonflight. It'll pop up on nearly any Google search. Great info on there. They've got guides for a lot of the stuff. Check it out. Um so now without any further ado,
1: let's get into tier
0: turn this over to you, Bioshock. Um Bioshock has done a lot of testing on the tier sets, looked through all this, put together kind of our own little tier set list. So let me switch our screen over. And get this started. I'm just gonna go through it pretty quick
1: to keep it short and sweet. Sweet and short. You want. Um, so you got Frost Death Knight. This set bonus looks pretty good, and it pairs very well. With the the buff that just came this last build. So I put him as A. Um, possibly could be S, yes, to be honest. Not quite sure. I uh, got a Holy Death Knight. Definitely a really strong tier set Popping a wound a fester wound gives you 10% damage and speed for your pet like always and Your pet has a chance to increase your damage by haste at 10% and it's, it's just strong overall uh, That's S tier uh, Next we have Havoc And theirs was recently buffed right we put them in we put them in B uh, I haven't been able to test it, this Havoc set yet, but it, it could be a B or A, but uh, we put it in B for now. Um, Bounce Druid is an S tier. Its set bonus is just really good 2 set and 4 set. Uh, the Starfall and Star decrease damage as Wrath or Shot Fire by 50%, stack up to 3 times. And that's really easy to stack up because you have a lot of Astral Power. Um, we enter Eclipse, next Star Surge or Starfall will cost no Astral Power and deal 50% increased damage. And You go into an Eclipse so often that that's just gonna make strong Star Surges, strong Starfalls. Um, so that's an S tier. Feral, probably the worst, um, the worst tier set of any class. Yeah, so Feral's F tier, it's just awful. Um Devastation two sets kind of crappy. I mean it's not the worst, it's not very good. That's uh, just increased critical strike chance of your empower abilities. And then it could also increase your critical chance by five percent for six seconds, but a procs. It's just kinda meh. Their four sets are pretty good though, I think. Uh the empower spells I have a twenty-five percent chance to you six seconds of barrier of the aspects. Which is the lust, and it doesn't give you exhausted, faded, whatever. We put that in S tier. It's C tier, my bad. Sorry, sorry, confused. Um. Next is Beast Mastery. Uh, it's tier sets alright. The kill command damage is 10%. It a 10% chance of it reset the clone barb shot. It's pretty good. Barb shot has a 50% chance to make an X-Cobra shot or multi-shot consume no focus. We put the BM in B tier for now. Just it's good, but I think other classes have better. Yeah, so take this with a grain of salt. Like they, this is just our list. We haven't been, been able to test absolutely everything. I I got a lot of uh, feed, not feedback. I went to a lot of other streams and videos to find their lists to help me kind of make mine. So, I have some of my own thought into it, but I also have other people's opinions as well. Um, Marksman. Um, two-set arcane shot, multi-shot. Great. Increase your aim shot. Make sure your aim shot cast 50% faster and bleed for 20%, 20% of the damage over 6 seconds. That's a good two-set. Range auto-attacks have a 10% chance to increase the critical strike chance of arcane shot or multi-shot by 100%. I think those... The, 2 and the 4 set work really well together and we put Marksman in A tier Um, survival 2 set mongoose bite raptor strike carve butchery damage speed by 10% 4 set mongoose bite raptor strike carve butchery has a, it's a 10% chance to make your next mongoose bite raptor strike carve butchery cost no focus It's just a little underwhelming. The two sets okay but the four set is just kinda meh. We put survival at and C tier. Uh, mage arcane for each arcane charge arcane blast strike chance increased by three percent or increased by five percent um and arcane explosion increased by three percent now it was per charge, but I'm seeing it blacked out now. This is straight up 5%. Oh, I see for each charge. Say so what, 20% crit chance on Arcane Blast and 12 or whatever on, on Arcane Explosion. That's pretty good. Um, four set Arcane Blast, Arcane Explosion, Critical Strikes at least one uh, hit one target the critical right chance and arcane barrage increased by ten percent shag up to four times so that's just good damage arcane barrage is pretty hard we put arcane in a tier um alright we got fire uh pyroblast and flame strike cast with hot streak deal ten percent increased damage and Fireblast, phoenix Flames, and Fireball do 10% increased damage, and the Chance of Critical's strike increased by 10%. Um, now I think if you are the correct build, your Fireblast and Fiend's Flame crit always, no matter what. So the 4 set for that is kind of meh. But the Fireball, critical strike Chance of Damage is nice. Um, the 2 set's still really good. Good for Power blast. But yeah, the, uh, I, I'm pretty sure the... <coughs> The spec for fire mages really get the, the guaranteed credits on fire blasts and flames. Makes the force just okay. Let's uh, we put fire in B tier. Uh, frost mage two set, ice slots to frozen orb damage increased by 10%. That's pretty good. Consuming fingers of frost increases blizzard by 25% of frostable damage by 50% for six seconds. So you're gonna have fingers of the frost up. You can have that buff up almost all the time when you're fighting put frost and beat here But it can be argued that it's a tier. I, I haven't really tested that too much uh, Next is windwalker monk Um are two set fist of fury increases damage dealt by your next two rise of sun kicks or spinning crank kicks by 30% That's pretty strong. It's a good buff fist of fury now enhances your next three rise of sun kicks or spinning crank kicks and enhanced kicks increase your versatility during your next Fisher Fury by five percent, stacked up to three times. Um so like 15% to like fifteen percent increased damage to your fist fury. Uh, it's pretty good. It's a good set. Um we put Windwalker in A tier. Uh next is Retribution Paladin. There are two sets Blade of Justice and Judgment Grant Crusader Shader Strength, increasing the damage in to next next strike or consecration by hundred percent. Stack it up to two times. That's uh I think that's really strong. Gives you single target damage and AoE damage depending on what you want to do. Uh four set when you consume Crusader's strength, you two set, the damage your next blade justice is increased by fifty percent for each Crusader consumed. Crusader's strength consumed. So it can be hundred percent if you just um if you use like a like a Two stacks of the two set. Yeah, so we put Rhett in A tier. Shadow Priest. Mind Blast damage increases the next Divine Plague or Mind Sear by 20% so I it for three times. makes uh, you it's pretty good. Um I haven't tested Shadow Priest too much since the nerfs. Uh force set divine plague and minister increase your haste by five percent for eight seconds. Which is pretty good because you get divine plague up quite often. Uh, I haven't really tested much mind Seer. It's kind of it might be good. I just feels a little clunky because you don't ever get divine plague to so you, you use all your insanity on mind Seer. Uh, we put uh, shadow and B. Next is assassination rogue. Two set and venom also increase your weapon poison damage by 10%. That's pretty good. When your weapon poisons, deal direct damage of a 50% chance to gain septic wounds, increasing all bleed, da- bleed damage done by 2% for 8 seconds, second up to 5 times. And you're going to be proc septic wounds a lot because your poison proc is pretty high. So that's pretty good. We put assassination in A tier. Outlaw. Dispatch increases the damage of an accessory strike or ambush with 20% per combo point spent. And if you're like me and you run double deeper strategy, I and mean, you have seven max talent points. You're getting 140% increased damage in your next Sinister Strike or ambush. Pretty strong. Uh, four set. Half cost. Use the pistol shot granted by Sinister Strike. Increase the damage of your next Dispatch by 50%. I'm hitting, like, close to 100k crits with my Dispatch in, Mythic, Myth, uh, not Mythic, in Horvick right now. And we put outlaw in S tier. Uh subtlety. Eviscerate and black powder increase the damage and critical strike chance of your next backstab, shadow strike, or streak storm by two percent per cover point spent. Backstab, shall strike, stroke storm, critical strike chance increases the damage of your next eviscerate or rock by fifteen percent, or your next black powder by eight percent. They kinda of work pretty nice together. Um I would say that the, the best tier set, but it's definitely not bad. We put subtlety in B tier. Elemental Shaman, uh, lightning bolt, chain lightning, lava burst the damage your next elemental blast or shocker earthquake by three percent, second to ten times. I, I don't know. Um, you never want you don't want to sit on like all that maelstrom, get ten stacks, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the four set casting shock earthquake creature mastery by ten percent mastery is nice but it's like the two sets kind of clunky we put we put elemental one c tier uh enhancement uh two sets from strike increase the damage of Lavalash by 10 and causes your a one stack of maelstrom weapon Lavalash, it's kind of nice the maelstrom proc is is handy i guess only one stack but it's handy their four-second consuming maelstrom weapon stacks reduce the cooldown of stormstrike, lavalash, crash landing, flame shock, or frost shock by 0.5% or 0.5 seconds per stack, chosen randomly. The fact that it's chosen randomly makes it awful. We put elm uh, enhancement D tier. All right, warlock is kind of a tough one for us because we don't play warlock. So we did our best, so we'll see. Um, Affliction 2 set. When Agony grants a Soul Shard, you have a chance to gain Cruel Inspiration increase your haste by 12% for 6 seconds. Haste is nice. That's pretty good. Uh, Cruel Inspiration also grants 2 charges of Cruel Epiphany up to 5 charges. Each charge of Cruel Epiphany increases the damage next to rupture or or corruption by 40%. Um, Seed Corruption, that'd be nice AoE and Mythic Plus. Or, Malefic is pretty good as well. Uh, we put Affliction in B tier. Uh, Demonology. Demon Bolt and Fellstorm damage increased by 20%. That's just a nice, nice rate of damage. Demon Bolt, of that. Demon Bolt has a chance to make the next Hanagul 9 instant and deal 50% increased damage. Also pretty good. But... Like, well, like I was saying, we don't play Warlocks. So, this tier list for us could be a little off. I haven't really tested any Warlock. Yeah, we put Demonology in A tier. Uh, Destruction. Consuming Soul Shard to the chance to grab you Chaos Maelstrom. Increasing your Critical Strike chance with 10% for 10 seconds. Uh, Force set, Drain Chaos Maelstrom. Your Chaos Bolt can fly your Incinerate. Critical strikes explode on the target, you know, 2 to 10% of damage dealt to enemies within 8 yards. Damage reduced beyond 5 targets. So, AoE sounds pretty good. Single target sounds pretty bad. Well, the four set, anyways. So, we put destruction in B tier. And then, on to the last glass, the warrior or with arms. Two set mortal strike and cleave damage and crit. And chance to critical strike increased by 10%. Oh, sorry. Damage and chance to critical strike increased by 10%. That sounds pretty good. I like that, actually, quite a bit. Um, Force set. Mortal strike, leave and execute critical strikes. Increase the damage and critical strike chance by 5% for 6 seconds. Just another 5% damage and crit. It's pretty good. So you have a total of 15% when you crit. I feel like that's pretty good. We put arms in B tier for now. Uh, and the last one, Fury Warrior. Two set. Executes, chance to critically strike increased by 10%. Uh, pretty good. You know, execute it hits pretty hard. Uh, sudden death, chance to reset cooldown of execute and make it usable at any target, regardless of health, is greatly increased. Yeah, I know you hate that wording, e- greatly increased, because they don't tell you exactly how much. But I'm hoping that's a, a decent amount that it puts Execute into rotation more often is kind of what I'm thinking is going to happen, but I could be wrong. Um, we put Fury in v Uh Like I said, take a grain of salt. I haven't tested everything. I'm kind of going off. I've tested Death Knight, Outlaw, Windwalker, Rhett, uh and a couple other ones. But... I took a lot of inspiration from some other people I've heard of theirs and just kind of going off of what my experience in Mythic Plus is and how effective these would be in Mythic Plus. That's a good thing to point out is that we did this list for Mythic Plus, not raiding and
0: not PvP. We're going to go into the the group loot versus personal loot for raid. Personally,
1: Um, I like it.
0: What do you like? What? Uh, group
1: loot. Group loot. So it just makes us so like if someone's not getting like, for example, when Shadowlands first came out, and we were doing that raid on my Shadow Priest. I didn't get any gear for like three weeks, not a single piece. Right. It was kind of awful. So yes, having group loot, it's like, well, this person hasn't gotten much gear recently. You can give it to him or it's a bigger upgrade from
0: this person or. I personally like it more. Well, so the, the, the thing is, that would only be the case with Master Loot, which is not what they're bringing back yet. They're just bringing Group Loot. So Group Loot is the Need Before Greed roll. Oh, okay. Um, so, so Group Loot really doesn't do anything other than... The difference between Personal Loot and Group Loot is that the, the Group Loot, the rolling happens visually in front of you, but the other difference is that you can get people needing rolling need on stuff that they don't actually need or stuff that they I, I think they should only be allowed to roll gr- greed based off the, the item that they they if they can't use it, they can't, they're not allowed to roll any higher than greed. Um, but I think one of the bigger issues is there's no need for group loot. Um, you could have group loot. Uh, as an option, but I think the, the bigger issue is that they're. I think I guess we probably should have this first. For the first season of raiding and the first raid, they are forcing group loot. You are not, there is no option to have personal loot on. It is only going to be group loot. This is for LFR, normal, heroic, mythic, all of it. You're not getting the option. Um, okay. Now, one thing that they are doing, which is good, is that with, with all the loot, Um, And this is really the only thing they needed to do. This was the biggest issue. Like This was the issue with you not getting gear. This is what would have helped this out. The loot, all loot is going to be tradable regardless of whether or not it is an upgrade for you. So if I get something that is six item levels higher than what I've got, but I don't like the stats on it, I can still trade it. Whereas right now, if what you get, if you get something that is six item levels higher, even if it's terrible stats and you don't want it, you can't trade it. You're forced to have it. Um, Now, let's say also in a situation where, let's say, like with season one, where you went for so long without getting any loot. Again, if I get something and it's a three item level upgrade, I'm like, you know what? It's a three item level upgrade. The stats aren't amazing. They're okay. I could use it hey Bioshock over here it's a 30 point item level upgrade and he hasn't gotten anything I could now give that to you um, yeah. and you can still do that with group loot um, but the issue between the, the the main difference and the main issue I have between group loot and personal loot is that with group loot what they are doing is even if nobody in the group can use the item it still has a chance to drop um, so let's for yeah. example war glaives for demon hunters or bows or guns for hunters let's say you have no hunters in your raid group bows and hunters can still drop with group loot with personal loot it can't yeah um so potentially you're running group loot now you're forced into it you have no hunters in your group and a bow drops well, that just means that there's one less piece of loot that, that you're getting as a group altogether for that raid. Right. Because yeah. nobody can use it. So that's just going to get sold, disenchanted, whatever. Um, whereas, you know, with personal loot, everything in there somebody can use um, unless it's just not an item level upgrade for anybody. Right. That's the only way that nobody's going to use it. Uh, but you can trade it around, move it around. You know, if you get a bow and there's no hunters, you can't trade that to anybody, you can't do anything with it. It's wasted loot. Um, people are calling them dead drops essentially, because uh, it's dead loot. Uh, right. I think that's um, one issue that I have with it. We're getting a
1: little long here, so.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll be we'll be finishing up here in just a few minutes. Uh, um, no, I, I, think, I think I think for uh, my my preference would be that I, I'm perfectly fine with them bringing group loot back because it has some advantages a little bit, I guess. I, I guess I don't see the need for group loot since they removed the item level restriction for trading because that was the biggest complaint people had was that they would constantly get loot that they want to funnel to a friend or to somebody who it's an upgrade for. That's a big upgrade for that. They don't need it. But if it's any kind of an upgrade, you weren't allowed to trade it. And that was the biggest issue. They got rid of that. So bringing in personal loot is, is, or bringing in group loot was just unnecessary because they already fixed the issue with personal loot. Um, Yeah. And group loot just means you're going to have extra items that will drop that nobody can use. It's also going to take longer in between rewards because, you know, with personal loot, you get the item and then you just, you know, if you want to trade it to somebody, you can trade it to them, but everyone gets their item right off the bat. Group loot, you have to wait for everyone to select the option pick. You have to roll on every single piece of gear. And that to me is not enjoyable because you know, whenever you kill a boss and there's four pieces of loot and you have to go through and pick and choose on each one and you have to wait for everybody, it just gets a little annoying I think. I think it slows down the process of raiding. Um, I think if they want to bring in Master Loot, I, I don't have a problem with that as an option. Uh, the biggest risk with Master Loot is getting Ninja Looters. But again, in pug groups, not, from back when it was all optional, if you went to a pug group and the the loot Style was master loot. Everyone ditched it. Like you just you just left the you left the group and went and found a different group. You knew better than to do that in a pug group. Uh, but I think for guilds, having the option for master loot, guilds love that because guilds have all sorts of different methods of how they do stuff. Um, yeah. And I think it gives them a lot more customization, a lot more ways to kind of reward people for contributing, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I think having master loot as an option is good. Um, and have it but they don't they don't they aren't bringing back master loop Uh, they're just bringing back group loop but again i think my biggest issue is them forcing it on you in raid i think it should be an optional thing i don't understand why there's just no reason ever to take options away i feel like i feel like you should always have options so people who want it can use it people who don't want it don't have to use it so bioshock what was your weekend wow like this week
1: um, it was testing the tier sets, um, specifically on Rogue, and more specifically Outlaw. Um, I thought it was really good. I'm actually a little worried that they're going to nerf Outlaw with how much it's pumping. Right. But we'll see when the, when the time comes. Um... Yeah, I, I just did a lot of dungeons, testing out tier set. I haven't really tested out warrior or ret, which is kind of the two classes I've been messing around with. But, yeah, it's, it's all, I've thought I haven't really gone up to much this week, just testing out tier.
0: Yep. Um, and as far as myself, uh, so we did, well, we were going to do a speed run last Friday, and then that kind of fell apart because of the, the glitches still with Demon Hunter. Um, so I think then we just started running some dungeons and testing stuff out. Um, I think we ran all of the du- different dungeons. I think I think we've yep. done each of them at least once. Yeah. Um, and they're pretty good. We're going to cover some more info on those dungeons coming up in the next few podcasts. We'll see. Uh, not sure which ones yet. But yeah, no, we'll start covering some of those a little bit. Um, a couple of them I don't care for too much, but they're not bad. I don't think any of them are bad yet. I think just there's there's one that's really buggy. Uh, so that one has a few issues, um, leads you stuck, in, you get stuck in combat and you can't get out of combat unless you just go and die. <laughs> so that gets really annoying. Um, but no, other than that, uh, I haven't actually had a chance to test out any of the tier sets like myself, um, which is kind of what I'm planning on doing probably tonight, honestly. Uh, we'll see yeah, if tactics gets on in a little out bit. Right, warrior. Yeah, I want to I test out the uh, the Demon Hunter tier set, see how it feels um, for tanking. Uh, and then last night, Techno, uh, our buddy, uh, he leveled up a uh, mage with us, and I was doing a monk, and Bioshock was doing a rogue. Um, yeah. I was Windwalker. What spec were you? Outlaw. Outlaw. And then uh, Tech was a, was doing frost Frostmage. We leveled up... Uh, he started at level one. We started at level 10, waited for him to catch up to us. And then we got to like level 37, f- 30. Seven, oh, he did hit 40. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we yep. went to Organ Yep. Yeah. We hit like level 40, uh, before we, uh, called it a night, but we'll probably do more of that tonight. Once he, if, if he gets on tonight. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was kind of our, our weekend. Wow. So, um, coming up, uh, it'll be tonight. Um, Friday night on October 7th uh, because this will be releasing sometime later today which is for me it's Friday morning um, Thursday night, Friday morning Uh, but this will come out sometime later today so tonight on Friday October 7th uh, I will be doing a Demon Hunter 10 to 60 speed run uh, attempting to further uh, set my world records. Right now I have the world record for fastest 10 to 60 speed run and I'm going to knock that down by probably a couple of hours with this Winds of Wisdom buff. Yeah. I, I am thinking sub-five hours pretty easily. Uh, possibly four and a half. If we get really lucky, maybe even four hours. I don't know. Uh, but I think it'll be somewhere around four and a half to five hours is kind of where I'm thinking. It'll end up being at. But we'll see. Who knows? Could be faster. But uh, tune yeah. in at um, you know, my Twitch is up top here. Uh, uh buckblind. Uh the YouTube channel, which is where this will be posted at, as well as on Spotify and iTunes and RSSfeed.com. Um, you'll be on our YouTube channel, which mine is Buckblind the Demon Hunter. Um you can also follow me on Twitter at Buckblind DH. Um and then Bioshock uh what are your your Twitch and your YouTube? I know they're up on the left side of the screen or the right side of the screen there, but uh... Twitch is QQ underscore Bioshock
1: and YouTube is the same. Yep. QQ um, underscore I Bioshock. I haven't made any YouTube videos yet. I've been kind of lazy, but I'm I'm probably gonna start doing stuff once pre-patch
0: comes. I'm thinking. Yep. Yep. You should. Yeah, you should definitely do some PvP stuff on there. Yeah. I know a lot of people like PvP. I'm not one of those people, but is what it is. I know a lot of people love PvP. I know you're very good at PvP, so I think that'd be fun for people to get to see and check out some of your instances of beating top-tier PvPers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, nope, that is pretty much it. You got anything else to add? Nope. All righty. So, hope y'all enjoyed episode two of Control Alt Deplete. Um, We're going to call this episode Why Does Blizzard Hate Mythic Plusers? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yep, uh, nope. We enjoyed it. Hopefully y'all enjoyed the uh, podcast and check in next Friday for our third episode. Uh, I think we are going to do a weekly podcast as of right now. We'll see. We might start depend, yeah, yeah if, if it's a slow week we might hold off and, and wait for another week but yeah i think we're gonna do weekly for right now but yeah thank you all for watching hope you all have a great week good luck on your vaults and your loot and have a good one Bye.